State Rep Anna Eskamani gives me hope for Florida. She went on the Katie Fang show and it was the perfect show for her to go on because Katie Fang herself is in Florida and terrified. So even though I don't think Anna is her representative, it was basically watching a representative give support to a constituent. And I think that really informed the type of questions that Katie asked. Anna also towards the end of the interview talked about what's happening now that the legislative session is over. And that gave me some hope too. So especially if you live in Florida, I hope you can breathe just the tiny bit easier knowing how hard Anna is fighting for you. The state's 2023 legislative session ending just two days ago, I wouldn't say healing was on the agenda. In fact, the Republican supermajority passed a slew of controversial bills that just deepened the already divisive culture wars. We're talking everything from legislation allowing Floridians to carry guns without permits to a new bill preventing abortions after six weeks of pregnancy to anti-trans bills and expanding the so-called don't say gay law. But we can't forget those sweeping elections laws clearing the way for DeSantis to run for president without having to step down as governor. The Sunshine State is now decidedly red, and being a minority or Democrat makes you persona non grata. So after such a horrific legislative session, what does the future truly hold for Florida? Joining me now is Florida State Representative Anna Escamani. Representative, I know you have been fighting the good fight in Tallahassee for a long time. In light of yesterday's tragic shooting in Texas, though, let's start with guns, because it's always the guns. The Florida House late last week passed a bill to lower the age to buy a rifle from 21 to 18, reversing a restriction that was enacted after the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School massacre. Polls are showing, Representative, that Americans overwhelmingly want stricter gun laws. So why are Florida Republicans ignoring what their constituents want? Well, thank you, Katie, for having me back on. And you're absolutely right. The majority of Americans and Floridians want to see common sense gun safety regulation. It's something that Florida actually championed after the the tragedy in Parkland at MSD High School. And yet here we are now just a few years later with the Republican supermajority trying to pull those protections back because Governor DeSantis is running for president and is trying to appeal to a extreme base of voters that don't reflect in the best interest of our constituents. Unfortunately, that policy did not pass this session, but as you mentioned, Criminalist carry did. So now in Florida, you can own a firearm without any type of training whatsoever, endangering all of our communities. The onslaught of anti-LGBTQ plus laws is staggering in Florida. Everything from restricting the way teachers and students can use their preferred pronouns in schools to banning medical treatments for transgender minors and potentially taking those kids away from their families if they are receiving gender affirming care. What are Democrats doing to fight against these attacks on individual liberties? And are you seeing this actually motivate voters? Well, well, first of all, if my Republican colleagues spent the same type of energy they did on attacking the LGBTQ plus community and addressing things like gun violence, like the rising cost of property insurance, like the rising cost of rent, then we would see real solutions in Florida instead of this bigoted, homophobic, transphobic, and just dangerous policy agenda and, and the ban on gender affirming care in our state, it's already pushing families out of Florida, which seems to be their intention. 
they they want to create a state that is only going to be safe for people who look a certain way, who have a certain amount of money, who have a, a certain political ideology. Meanwhile, for those that are that that don't fit those boxes, they're being otherized, endangered, and pushed out. And as Democrats, we're not only fighting back in in the narrative and trying to help ensure that people understand this is about fundamental freedoms, but of course we're we're taking the fight to the streets. You know, we have a ballot initiative for abortion access as an example that will be kicked off tomorrow. So we're doing everything we can to bring the fight directly to the people because our gerrymandered legislature and and with the voter suppression policies coming out, we realize it's very difficult to initiate change at that level. We have to go to the community grassroots level. You know, let me make it clear, Representative, I am a Floridian. I am raising a child here. I am paying taxes to live here. Putting aside DeSantis not being here, being a total, you know, deadbeat governor, not helping those that are here for the insurance costs and for the climate problems that we're having, we're actually having a legitimate fear of brain drain. The idea that kids are not going to come here to go to school. They're not going to get the education that they need or deserve. And then you have families that are wholesale going to flee this state because they cannot raise their children in a place where their children will feel safe and where they themselves as parents feel like they have control over how they're going to raise their children. What can be done to reassure Floridians that are currently here and those that are thinking about coming to our state to be able to raise their own families here? Honestly, that is the struggle we're grappling with right now because we are experiencing a brain drain. We have uh, challenges in retaining and recruiting top talent, whether it's in the workforce or with our universities, uh, with the, the political agenda of Governor Ron DeSantis. And so what I, what I think it's going to take is leaders stepping up to the plate, helping to pave a way forward where we prioritize human dignity, our collective freedoms. Uh, we address issues like economic insecurity, like the cost of housing. It really is going to be the leadership of our local elected officials alongside our Democrats who are in the minority legislature but reflect majority perspectives outside. It's up to us to paint a picture of our future and to engage in 24-7 organizing with our constituents. And, and that's what it's going to have to take. And it won't be one election cycle. It might not just be in two election cycles. But when we think long term about Florida, I know there's a more prosperous and, and, and equitable future before us. You know, Representative, I got 30 seconds left, but I do want to ask, we're now not in session, meaning the legislative session has been done and concluded. Is there anything that you're doing right now while you're not in session to try to help move progressive policies along? Absolutely. I mean, yesterday we joined Congressman Maxwell Alejandro Frost, who's my congressman, in kicking it off a 24-7 organizing plan. So we're going to go right to the doors. We're hosting town halls to raise awareness at a grassroots level what happened during session and get folks plugged in to help shift the direction of our state long term. As a Floridian, I am grateful for the work that you are doing, but I also want to thank you on behalf of my viewers for joining us this morning. Florida State Representative Anna Escamani. Thank you. Shortcast Club.